What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Health and Fitness Friday on the Essential Strength Podcast. This is your five-minute download of some health and fitness knowledge meant to make you a little bit smarter and a little bit stronger as you head into the weekend. So last week, we started out the conversation about corrective exercise, talked about some of its limitations, and I gave you my thoughts on whether or not it's still useful. Today, we're going to continue that conversation with the number one most important consideration and caveat for using corrective exercises that will enhance patient and client outcomes. Just like last week, this conversation is framed by a recent article from Barbell Rehab. And you can find that article um, at the reading list on strongerinmotion.com. To read the full article, you can hit the link in the show notes for today's episode, or you can uh, simply type in to your browser, strongerinmotion.com. Go there, click on the reading list in the menu, and it is the first article that you will see. First thing that every coach and clinician needs, absolutely needs to consider when approaching someone with quote-unquote correctives, we have to be aware of our language. And in particular, we need to be very clear on the concept of nocebo. In essence, what nocebo means is that the words we use to describe movement and treatment can create negative expectations and detrimental effects on health. Just telling someone that their shoulder doesn't move right or the way they, they squat is setting them up for injury. Words like that increase movement-related fear. They can lead to unnecessarily avoiding physical activity. And there's even the potential to trigger a negative cascade of effects, all stemming from the patient or client being led to believe that something about them is broken. So we need to be careful with our words, especially because we're speaking, as a coach or a clinician, we're speaking from a position of authority. We need to do our best to empower people rather than instill a sense of fragility. So there is some amazing data on the power of perception on health, including dramatic increases in mortality rates based purely on self-perception of health, regardless of actual objective health status. You can find some references to these articles in the, the, uh, the links provided in the reference article that this whole conversation is framed around, the one I was mentioning earlier that's available on the reading list at strongerinmotion.com. I am going to share one finding uh, that I found profound, and it is a study on mortality in which participants were asked to simply rate their health on a scale. They were, they were asked to say, my health is excellent, good, fair, or poor. And what the researchers found was that those that perceived their health, just perceived their health as excellent, were between 200 and 500% more likely to still be alive after nine years 
compared to those who identified their health as poor, regardless of what their actual health status was as assessed by objective measurements. So I think that's crazy, first of all. But if we, as coaches and clinicians, if we are telling people that you are going to hurt your knees if you keep squatting that way, or your back is going to get injured if you don't start using better form to pick things up off the ground, we are creating what in many cases becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of injury. And if we claim to be experts in injury prevention, we need to consider the fact that the language we use and the power we bestow on this concept of corrective exercise may actually be increasing our client's risk of injury rather than reducing it. So and now I'm, I'm talking to clinicians and coaches here. If you, as a coach or clinician, feel that you need to break a person down and show them all the areas in which they are deficient and broken, just so that you can then sell your services as the, the fix, you're creating more problems than you're solving. If, however, you can prop up your clients and patients, show them all the ways in which they are strong and robust and still help them address the specific dimensions of their physical capacity that are not yet optimal, then you are truly using corrective exercise in its most powerful and empowering form. That's it. It's all about the language. That's the conclusion of this week's episode of Health and Fitness Friday and our conversation about corrective exercise. And I hope y'all will tune in next week as we dive into an entirely new topic. In the meantime, if you appreciate this podcast and the topics that we cover each and every week, do us a favor. Screenshot this episode and post it on social media. Tag the podcast at Essential Strength Podcast and tag me at Dr. David Skolnick DPT because I want to know if you're listening. And send this podcast to a friend or a colleague that needs to hear it. You got a friend who's a coach, a friend who's a PT, a chiropractor, a personal trainer. Send them this podcast because they need to hear it. And as always, subscribe, rate, and review the show because it only takes a few seconds to have an outsized impact on the future of this podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I will catch y'all next week. Oh, 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 o